What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about Han Solo. I'm going to be going through the Legends novel. I mentioned this is what I was going to do. Going through the trilogy series that he has starting with the first one Paradise Snare. Now this kind of has him at the age of 19 which is roughly around the age that we're going to have him in the new Solo movie. And for those that don't want to watch the Solo movie or for those that do want to watch it and would like to know some of the legend stuff that may be put inside of it or just a comparative to be able to see which one's better who's doing better the old fans who wrote you know their own novels or disney and how they're doing it so let's go ahead and get into it this one's kind of going through, this is chapter one of this novel and it's discussing basically how he tries to escape from where he's at at the time and also shows kind of a connection or why he has a connection to Wookiee. So it starts off with this ship. It's the Liberator class ship and it's sitting over the top of Corellia. Now the leader of this, it's a trading, it's a part of the trading clan and it's led by Garrus Shrike. Now he was a very well-known bounty hunter prior to this and known for being a very great shot. And they're all sitting around and it's during a sleep cycle. So everyone else is asleep and him and a few of the officers are playing Sabacc. Now as they're playing, one of the char one of the characters, one of the people in Eloman says that he saw a flicker on one of the sensors and feels that something's up. And he says, but now it's perfectly fine. You know, maybe something just happened. And the captain gets up and looks and he says, no, someone's running a sim over this. Someone's broken in and they're trying to hide it to pretend like nobody's there. And he says, you know, set it up. We've got a thief on board. Everybody get ready. And so everybody's starting to get ready. He says, you know, try to run a sensor and see who it might be. So he begins to run the sensor and they say, it's a young Karelian human. This, of course, is Han Solo. And Shrike ends up going, you know, it has to be Solo. The only person that's crazy enough to try to pull off something like this has to be Solo. It's time for me to teach him a lesson. He, he, you know, I took him in 17 years ago and he's still, he's just too cocky. And whatever he ends up doing, he ends up causing trouble and it's time for him to learn a lesson. I've been too nice because he would always bet on Solo in different racing competitions and Solo would always win. And so he kind of took it easy on him, but he said, it's enough is enough. Let's go ahead and teach him a lesson. So then it cuts to Han Solo and he's kind of sneaking around and he's got his blaster on him. And it was not his blaster, and it's actually the first time he's really even used a blaster. He's never actually shot a blaster ever before in his life. On the ship, which he works for Garrus Shrike, the only people that are allowed to have weapons on the ship are the officers. So he actually had to break in and be able to grab one of the weapons because he was trying to be quick to not show because it had that flickering moment. He did it as quick as possible and just grabbed the first thing that he could grab onto. And he's sneaking around. He's kind of talking and, you know, it's showing what he's thinking in his mind. And he's kind of trying to, he feels a sense of fear, but he says that he's learned over time that, you know, the only thing that people respect, bullies and fools respect, is courage. And he's learned to hide any form of kind of fear that begins to rise up. If he feels it kind of in the you know lower parts, hidden underneath the kind of street tough kind of character that he's got, that he'll just bury it 
even deeper because the first thing that's going to happen if he begins to show fear is he's going to end up getting kind of beaten. And so he's sneaking around, and as he's sneaking around, he goes into the kitchen. When he goes into the kitchen, he ends up holstering the weapon and sees a huge Wookiee named Dulani. Now, Dulani is the closest friend and really his only friend that he's had throughout this entire time on the ship. He's been there since the age of two, and Dulani came on when he was about nine years old. From that time, she was kind of like a mother figure to him, and so he came to tell her goodbye and say, this is this is going to be the last time I see you for a while. Uh, I've got a chance. Here's my opportunity to leave. There's a robotics transport ship that has kind of been fueling up. They dropped off some spice for Shrike, and now they're fueling up and they're heading to a new location. The location is uh, Elessa, I believe is how you say Elysia, something along those lines, Y-L-E-S-I-A. And there they have, it's kind of a religious area, and they offer protection for anyone that shows up there, but they also have a job opening for a pilot. And Han had sent them a note knowing that that ship was going to come, sent them and said he wants to get the pilot's job. So that he'll have something, he'll have a place that they will protect him. It'll be a place that Shrike will never go to because he's not going to go to some religious area. And then he'll be able to have a job so that as soon as he gets there, he can be able to save up money. So he tells Dulani that this is a case, that this is the time, here's his opportunity, he's got to go. And Dulani tries to give him some money and he says, no, I can't take your money. You need that money because at some point, I'm going to try to send for you and get you to come and join me. I need you to come with me. And this is where you begin to learn how he began to understand Wookiee, that because she had been there since the age of nine, he had learned over time to understand what she was saying. And she had learned to understand what he was saying. But much like Chewbacca and Han, neither one can speak the other's language. Chewie can't speak basic and Han can't speak Wookiee. So... But they've both learned to understand each other, so they have this kind of odd conversation, and this leads itself to why Han can have the conversations with Chewie, because he completely understands what the Wookiee is saying, but he just can't speak it himself. So she finally convinces Han to take a small amount of money, and as Han goes to give her a hug, he then sees that Shrike has now appeared at the door. Unfortunately, it's not just Shrike, but it's also Shrike's brother, as well as the Loman, who's very large. And Han realizes that they're outnumbered and really outsized and decides against trying to fight his way out. So he begins to try to explain to Shrike what's, you know, what's going on. And Shrike, you know, what's going on is you're just a traitor. It's time for you to pay. And we're going to, I'm going to make sure you suffer long enough that you remember to never do this again. And then so Shrike begins to come on. Dawani begins to start to move forward to stop him. And Han's trying to hold him back. But he's not able to hold the Wookiee back, obviously. So Han finally jumps forward and just kind of kicks Shrike in the chest. In doing so, he ends up collapsing, trying to catch his breath. And Dolwani ends up running and going to attack Shrike's brother. Now Shrike's brother holds up the gun and tries to tell Dolwani to stop. I don't want to shoot you, but he wastes too much time. And she grabs his arm and just kind of ragdolls him, just destroying his arm and he's over there in a slump just kind of in absolute agony as the Iloman begins to kind of rush at and attack Delwani. While this is going on Han just kind of quickly pulls up and fires a weapon hitting El, uh, Ilo, hitting the Iloman and causing him to fall down and collapse. 
in all of this kind of chaos going on, Shrike has begun to recover and has stood up and held the weapon to Han's head. Now he's got the weapon held up to Han's head, seeing what's happened to his brother down there. He tells Dawani, like, stop it. If you don't stop, I will kill him right now. So Dawani kind of calms down. And then this grin kind of come o- comes over Shrike's face. And he begins to kind of get, you know, worked up. And he says, you know, because of what you've done for your insubordination and for striking a captain, I now sentence you to death, Solo. May you rot in hell. And when this happens, Solo's just kind of shocked. He's waiting to be, you know, shot, dead, killed, feel the burn of the blaster, the... And as that's happening, Dawani just rushes him, shoves Han out of the way, and during this, ends up getting shot by Shrike. When Han sees this, he freaks out and screams for Dawani. When he's screaming, he then rushes and tackles Shrike. As he tackles Shrike, Shrike ends up falling, and his head snaps back and hits the deck, knocking him out. Han then goes and grabs onto Delwani. He looks and sees that it's clearly too much of a damage. It's a blaster wound directly to the chest and sees that there's no way that she can survive. Even if he got her to some kind of medical droids, the droids would not be able to save her. And so he's laying with her, trying to hold her and talk to her. And she's telling him, you you need to go. You you need to get out of here. And he's like, I'm not going to leave you. There's no way. I'm going to leave you as tears begin to kind of run down his face and he's like you're like a mother to me there's no way I could ever leave you and go away and she begs him to leave and says you have to go if you don't go then my death means nothing any anything that I did here if you're captured is pointless so you, you must go and Han kind of tries to fight it and Shortly there, he begins to say, okay, I will. And she says, whatever you do, just go and live your life. Be free and live the life we always hoped you would be able to have. And he promises her that she will do that as she then collapses down to the floor. In this, Han rushes, trying to make it to the door, hoping that the transports haven't left yet. As he's rushing, he runs to go and grab the spacesuit because the robotic ship that he's flying on doesn't have any oxygen on it it's just for robots so he needs a spacesuit to be able to survive the trip and he's taking this because any other choice of escape would be something that many would expect they would probably try to shoot it down if he got in an escape pod or if he tried to get on one of the other shuttles and so he planned this because no one would expect obviously a human to be riding on a shuttle a robotics freighter to go to a religious coven type area so in doing so he's running he grabs the spaceship i mean the spaceship the spacesuit he's rushing to try to make it to the doors he's hearing people beginning to wake up the noise that's been going on and before long there's going to be people after him he gets to the keypad and he's trying to unlock the keypad he's typing in the code that he has and as he's doing he can hear the footsteps kind of rushing towards him getting closer and closer as he gets the first door open he then begins to put on the suit and as he's trying to get into the freighter locked in it's so small and compact because it's not really made for humans to sit inside of it's just for droids so there's not there's only enough area <coughs> there's only enough area for maintenance to be done so he tries to kind of maneuver himself in sideways and slide himself in as he gets himself in and he's completely covered in the spacesuit he then closes the final door giving himself 
uh, kind of relaxing moment of freedom that he just barely made it in time as he's trying to move his way to the bridge thinking that that will be the location that will give him the most room to be able to move around he sees an astromech droid it's in seeing the astromech droid where he's confused because an astromech droid would not fly the ship but then he realizes, thinking back to the job application that he's going there for, that in the job application they mentioned that the ships have been being pirated constantly because there's no human on board but just a droid. Pirates quickly go in and take whatever they want and leave. And so these, I don't know how to say the word, Elysian priests have tried to hire someone to be able to fly to protect from this happening but until that point they have an astromech that's set strictly to set an alarm to give a warning if someone unknown is found on the ship so han seeing this and understanding what it is quickly tries to hide himself but as he's trying to hide himself he can hear that it's unlocking itself from the side of the ship and he knows they're about to be thrown into hyperspace and he must try to find a location where he can sit and be safe and all right and so he's quickly trying to move himself and he finds a place in the back with the cargo that he can barely wedge himself in just as the final airlock is released and it begins to shoot off into hyperspace and this it's very painful he's not in a very good location he's kind of you know squished into the spot but as the speed kind of evens itself out and he's able to move around a little bit he starts to feel the pain of kind of the fight that he had just had for his own survival and in that remembers what Dulani had done for him in that because Dulani kind of believed in the force and had mentioned it to Han but of course as we know Han doesn't quite believe in it he thought it was superstitious but as Dulani was dying she mentioned that she was about to be one with the force and in the moment of her death he wasn't going to argue with her in that and he hoped that maybe it could be true despite the fact that he didn't believe it and so thinking upon that he said you know hey Del hey Dulani I've made it I'm here I'm safe he goes I I'm heading there I'm going to work to become the best pilot in the sector and then I'm going to try to make my way to the academy just like we always dreamed. Is both of us are now safe and away from Shrike and it was all because of what you did and I promise to uphold my side of the promise. Thank you. And that's the end of chapter one. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it just set up Han great. Um, it set up the Wookiee connection very well. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't know his family. He was found at two and taken by this character that basically used him to be able to make money as a pilot and kind of gave him some leniency, but he was raised around this trading clan and never really was fully accepted. The only person that was accept that kind of accepted him because he was so young was Dulani. And kind of raised him as a mother, which is why he has this connection to Wookiees and why he's able to speak with Wookiees. But then also as he tries to free himself, hoping that one day he can get Dulani with him, she ends up sacrificing herself for him in a beautiful moment. And now he's off heading to a new place, hoping to live the life that he promised Dulani he would. And I guess we will see next time where it goes from there but I think this is a great start uh, a beautiful start to a very interesting story and I hope everyone if you haven't read it enjoyed it and if you have read it before you enjoyed kind of getting a nice little refresher I look forward to talking to you down below on just about anything 
that kind of has come to mind. Um, I would like to stick in what we're discussing at this point in case people haven't read it or, you know, haven't gone over it. So not really to spoil anything that's coming and kind of talk about it from where we're at now. I'm also going to start doing within the next baby two days, the Lando trilogy as well. And I'm going to be going through both of them kind of at the same time, every, every other day. And sometimes every day I will go over a chapter of these books leading all the way up until May 25th or 24th when the Han Solo movie comes out. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. I will also be doing some of my other content as well, which means there's going to be quite a bit of times that I'll probably be posting two videos a day. So that's going to be a lot of work, but I think it'll be worth it. And I hope you guys will enjoy it. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, never forget you nerf herders. I love you.